Three Guys and a Mouse, Season 1, Episode 28. Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo! And Hunter. How's it going? Uh, really quick, uh, right at the top, we want to say sorry that we missed last week. We were all busy, but uh, we also want to let you know that this is our last regular episode before our season finale. So here we go. So to start things off with the news, we all, we always have to start with some hatred, I guess. So um, we wanted to talk about George and I recently saw an ad for Universal Orlando and it said, come face to face with Spidey. And it's like this little kid staring in the screen and then it's the worst Spider-Man costume I've ever seen looking straight back at him. And I, I'm just like, no, like... And I, I actually said, I, um, I commented on it, and I said, I don't want to be a jerk, but if you've seen the one that's at DCA, like, their Spider-Man looks way better. Because, like, you, like, you can tell, like, uh, the one from Universal almost looks like uh, one of those, like, um, what do they call it? Like, the party suits or whatever? Oh. That's what it looks like. But it just looks so bad. It's yeah. just a skin-tight suit, then. You have no idea, man, how bad it was. Like... When I saw that video, I could not stop laughing. How cheap, like the uniform is. Yeah, it's just it's just bad show. That's what it is. But you know, when you go to Universal, that's what you expect. That's that's the magic that they make. That's their storytelling. Like they make it so, like such a big deal. Like the little kid, like look down, look up, and, like give him that surprise look. Like oh my god, it's him. But when the camera like. Like, record him, it's so crooked, like his face is all weird, whatever. Yeah, and there were like, uh, there were weird, like, um, uh, stitchings on it too, like, uh, you know, stitching lines. You're just like, it looks odd. Like, it looked, it, it almost looked like a paper plate that had Spider Man's face painted on it. Like, that's how bad it looked. Uh, it, yeah, it just reminds me of like, they just don't know what they're doing down there. So you'd rather have uh, Andrew Garfield's first Amazing Spider-Man suit than see this atrocity? Uh, yeah, any of them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is the one at DCA looks so good. It's just like, how can you like see a picture of the one that they have at Disneyland and then see the one at Universal and be like, oh, that's all right. <laughs> Remember like the fat, like the fat um, freaking uh, Wolverine. Wolverine or the very old uh, Captain America. Or the um, man, I'm not sure if that's a man or not, uh, Storm. Like, it, it's just bad show. You want a picture, kid? No, thank you, sir. Uh, sure, uh, sure, Storm. Can you just take that cigar out of your mouth? <laughs> um, but, Don't throw it at me. <laughs> but to move on, uh, one, one thing I wanted to bring up, of course, uh, Disneyland is uh, really pushing hard right now with the, uh, you know, with the Star Wars land. Um, I also wanted to bring up, so it, w it came across online that there's a lot of talk of what the name is. And I just want to say right now, 
on here for Mr. Iger, because we know he's listening. <laughs> Star the Star Wars experience is the stupidest name you could have come up with for this land, and you know, mind you, uh, the Avatar land is uh, being called Pandora, the world of Avatar. That's a good name. And I understand, too. Uh, so, like, the whole idea is that they want to call it the Star Wars experience because they want to um, portray that you're not just going to a land of Star Wars, you're living the experience of being in Star Wars. To which I say, when I go to a themed land, I'm assuming that anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, Star, the Star Wars experience sounds, and I'm pretty sure has been the name of a museum exhibit of Star Wars stuff. Like, to me, it just doesn't make sense. It, it, it also sounds like one of those stage shows that you would see, though. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it just, like, to me, the idea of calling it experience just doesn't hit home with you where you're like, this is something I have to go do. It's, it, it almost, like, for, like, I don't know. The way I want to say it is, like, for a theme park, saying experience is almost like saying uh, limited time. Because, like, that's the feeling you get from experience, like... Yeah, but you know, like now. Superhero HQ, you would call it like a Marvel experience, but guess what? It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Like, I just, I think it's a bad name. What do you think, George? No, I totally agree. They should just come up with a better name. Yeah, like, um, you know, Star Wars. Like, and you know, it's also funny too because if you recall, like, when they were planning Cars Land, originally it was going to be called Radiator Springs, but then the uh, you know, in marketing and all that, they decided that, you know, it didn't, um, people didn't understand enough that that was Cars, so they just instead changed it to Cars Land. So I'm wondering if we're gonna hit that point where they just go, well, you know what, people don't understand this, we're just gonna call it Star Wars Land. Uh, or something like that. Because, like, also think back, like, remember, um, there was a lot of talk that Disney Hollywood Studios in Florida was gonna get renamed to... Uh, it was like Disney's Hollywood Adventure, and the outpour of hatred online was so massive that Disney actually like admitted that that would they were not going forward with that name. <laughs> like they didn't even fully admit that that was that they were considering it, but they admitted that that name was gone. Like that's not happening, <laughs> which is just proof that it was originally the line. They're like, oh my god, they don't like this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's that thing, though. Like, I'm sure, like, well, of course, we're, like, a, a full year away. So it's, you know, they might rename it in time. Um, I also wanted to bring up on a side note, because I know Hunter just brought it up. So, uh, um, what are they, uh, I forget what they're calling it, but uh, the water show that they're planning in Animal Kingdom still hasn't opened yet. And it was supposed to open in, like, early April, so... Like, a, a lot of things, there's a lot of talk of, like, what's going on, like, what kind of issues they're having. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, I just wanted to bring that up as a side note. Uh, just, just a really quick build on that. At first, I may, I nearly assumed that maybe it's because they don't want to disturb the animals, animals, but then I was like, they're in a separate facility once the park reaches its, like, you know, end. There, there's a lot of talk of what the issue is, but to me it's just that thing, it's like, you know what, it'll open when it opens. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like how people still gripe that um, World of Color was originally supposed to have a whole section on Alice in Wonderland, and it was supposed to have a narrative through the whole thing, but then they cut it, and everyone was like, oh my god, and I'm just like, dude, like, first of all, 
you know, when they show you concept stuff, it doesn't mean it's happening. It means that's what they're planning. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're, that's definitely what's going to happen. So just calm down. Um, to move on and get a little more hate-filled, hate uh, so Autopia has re- finally reopened at Disneyland. Um, and I'm seeing, like, pretty much, like, universal praise. Unless you're reading, of course, Dateline Disneyland, where he's decided to, uh, deride it. So, um, so, like, uh, the pluses, like, um, they did a whole repaint of the facility. You know, it's in, like, blues and whites now, which looks a lot better. Uh, just in the pictures, you can tell. The cars have gotten, uh, repainting. Uh, giving them like more like realistic colors and they all have like the Honda emblem in, on them now uh, Which I, I applaud. I will right. say I did see that um, I guess not all of the cars are uh, painted yet but um, Disney is apparently like they should be done in the next few weeks with all the cars uh, And then this is where we get to the uh, no not yet um, the other thing is like that super old like you know late 90s uh, screen that they had out there they finally replaced it, and now it plays, like, clips of, like, uh, the World of Tomorrow from, like, the, uh, World of Disney stuff. Uh, uh, or, you know, like, the Disneyland TV show, um, kind of stuff. But, now this is where it starts to get negative. So, uh, Dateline Disneyland complained that the track is the same, and that all of the stuff on the track are the same. Though, like, there's a lot of, like, repainting that was done, like, especially, like, taking off the Chevron, uh, advertisements. And he was griping about that. To me, you're an idiot. Like, I, I'm sorry. That That's so stupid to complain about. It's like, the amount of time it was closed, we knew they weren't ripping apart the track. Yeah. Like, that was... Everyone knew that. And then even at that, he even admits that Disney has said that there's still more things that they're adding later. You know, to like the... Uh, to the actual track, you know, the uh, little scenery stuff. So to me, I'm like, he's just getting mad for no reason. The one thing I will kind of give him is, uh, you know, that the um, Autopia cars still use gas engines. That, I will agree, like, you know, they could have gone with, like, an electric engine, but I also, like, uh, especially since it's Honda, I'm willing to believe that that's something they're planning in the future, it's just they didn't want to put the money down now to do it. Like, I could see that happening. But, uh, what do you guys think of, uh, Autopia's, uh... It just goes down to what George is always saying. Sometimes all you really need on it is a new, fresh coat of paint. Yeah, and, we, and honestly, just... We know at, that, Toontown Hunter. <laughs> I mean, just looking at this photo of this car we have right here, it looks ridiculously nice. Which also means I don't have to deal with getting in that disgusting yellow car. Which is funny, because it's black. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out, it's it's the dusty car, which is the outdoor, like, 4x4 style car. But uh, instead of being like that hunter green or like uh you know weird colors it's black but it looks really good yeah sky blue and all that you know one thing i actually want to point out too is that i'm really happy to see that uh autopia is staying here because there was there was so much talk that autopia was going to be gone and like i understand the idea that autopia doesn't fit into tomorrowland because it has nothing to do with the wave of the future, which I will say, Mr. Iger, um, <laughs> we're so stupid. Um, the electric engines on there, I think that would be more, you know, that would be more of like a thing showing like the future, the like economy and yeah, all that. yeah, showing like you know the wave of the future. But uh, it's just, ha- I'm just happy to see that Autopia is not going anywhere because Autopia is 
It's one of the few like opening day attractions, so it's good to see that it's still there. Right. Um. You know, I kind. Of, this is just me, okay. I kind of agree with that guy saying that they should at least move the tracks like in a different place. Now, I think the reason why it's I think it's like going the same place is because if they're gonna make the car electric. I, since we're in tomorrow, uh, you know, Tomorrowland, I think they should like rearrange a couple of things, you know, decorate more future things. So yeah, you, that, know, you know, it'll be like something different, you know. That is uh, one thing he said on there is that Disney, that um, apparently Disney is planning to do more like decorating of like the track and stuff because you know there's there's a lot of like stuff in there that's like really old that you know also like doesn't really give anything. It's just mostly it's mostly a driving track. Right. Um, the track thing, though, about changing the actual course, that I always thought was not going to happen. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, it, it was such a huge investment to change it in the first place. Because um, I'm sure you, you guys don't remember, but there used to be two Autopias. Oh. There was Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. That's how popular Autopia has always been. But then in 97, when they redid all of Tomorrowland, they combined both tracks to be one long track. And I love the track personally, especially like the even the stupid like off, out uh, or off road part. Like I think that part's funny. Um, but like also as a parent, like I, I'm excited because like my daughter is finally tall enough for this ride. So this next trip that we're planning to take, which uh, we should be going tomorrow, um, we're gonna uh, take her on there and let her drive around. Yeah. Like, like I said, I have no problem with the tracks. Like that guy was like probably overreacting. Like oh, he was. He remember was... the remember the launch bay? Yeah. And hyperspace. He didn't like hyperspace mountain for God's sakes. Yeah, that's that's dumb. For Yoda's sake, <laughs> he's not he's not allowed to have an opinion anymore. Yeah, but, but like I said, at least they know what they need to work on. Like at least they finally woke up saying that hey, you know, we need to fix this or we need to create something new. You know. Yeah, I like um. I know we're gonna get into this later, but like that's also like it's it's a thing that really just like the Disney company as a whole to me like is like a failing of them. It's like they're so big on not spending money um, because you know they have stockholders and they have to keep stockholders happy. They want to see a uh, return. And the thing is, is like that's why we're at this point right now with like the whole Universal versus Disney thing because Disney took so long to get to finally get off their butt. Because they were just, they were glad to just like sit there and be like, well, we'll just keep making money and increasing the ticket price every year, not really adding much. And we'll just live off of that. And then Universal, that's the one thing I give credit to Universal for is that they were all about rapid expansion. Like they, and they're still about it. They're big on, you know, adding big, meaningful things to their land, uh, to their parks. I mean, their parks aren't worth anything. But, <laughs> but like, you know, they, they understood that their parks were failing because their park is an amalgamation of just crap. That's what it is. It's a junkyard. It still is. But, I mean, like, you know, it's basically a junkyard. And then you see Springfield and uh, you see, um, you know, London and Wizarding World. That's what the place is. But, like, I like that they understand. They're like, we have to work on this. We need to make it better. Because... You know that, and that's the thing. We're at this point right now with Disney where they're finally realizing it, but they're still so big on needing sponsors. They yeah. need, like, look at Autopia. Autopia sat there for a long time with people complaining for what the last like ten years about how ugly it looked with the, you know, that nasty like gold brown color that it was. And how long did it take them to actually fix it? Like, 
Yeah, and, and it really took a new sponsor coming in. And that's the thing, is that Chevron was fine with the way it looked. Um, obviously, Honda, they were able to convince Honda to go uh, against it. And then look at, like, Test Track. Test Track, when they lost their sponsor, they came up with Tron Track. And then the sponsor came back, and they just tricked the sponsor into paying, paying for what they already did. And they're like, well, I mean, you can come back, but we've already made our changes. <laughs> yeah. Like, um... Well, actually, uh, from what I've heard, uh, they actually, like, they showed it to GM, and GM was like, this looks like Tron. And they were like, no, it's not. This is just the new version of Test Track. And they're like, it looks like that movie you guys just made, Tron Legacy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because it obviously it is. is. <laughs> well, it's that thing, too. Like, I know we're going to talk about it later, but, like, Tokyo Disneyland doesn't care about sponsors. They care about a meaningful, amazing, just fantastic fun park and that's the thing that's why tokyo and we'll talk about their expansion later that's why their park is so amazing now because they they've never cared about sponsors because it is a company that sponsors that park and they pay for everything because their thing is it needs to be a good story it needs to be fun while disney here is like it needs to be fun and it needs to be uh new and innovative but it also needs to be at cost. Like <laughs> that—that's where we're at. Um, we need to change that. <laughs> yeah, we'll change that. Three <laughs> G ATM takes over Disney. No, um, hashtag. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, moving on to some like uh, lighter news. So uh, Earth Day slash Earth Month, uh, Disneyland announced that they were donating 60 trees to Anaheim Parks uh, in honor of Earth Day and Earth Month and of the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. That's just like a nice little like thing. Well done. It, it's like that thing like um, I, I've talked to like people so many times about that that like Disney like you know really keeps up Anaheim and they're like Anaheim is a dump. Anaheim is uh, is the ghetto. I'm like no. Across... <laughs> When you when you cross over the uh, freeway, that's the ghetto. Like, they they make sure to keep anything around them looking super nice. And you know, because like when you get like a couple blocks away from Disney, that's when you're like, oh, what is this? It's like when you're driving off, you like bumps and <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. Like Disney, I know Disney specifically uh, constantly like redoes like their contract with uh, Anaheim, and they always uh, they always ask. That are they are not ask, but they force Anaheim to keep uh, to keep up, you know, the city because they're like the city needs to look nice because we're here, and they're like, and we don't need uh, we don't need our park in a dump, like they've threatened to like leave before, which like would be awful, but um, realistically it would never happen. But we're planning to leave. We're just gonna pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> they got they got the Patrick Star method. We're just gonna. Push it to another location. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they've done it uh, before because, like, there was a... So they were planning a Disney Sea, um, you know, kind of like the Tokyo, Tokyo Disney Sea. They were planning something like that for... Uh, it was going to be in the Long Beach area. But then um, they, they were using it basically as a bartering stone with uh, Anaheim. And Anaheim ended up giving in, so they canceled the plans. Oh. But that was, like, a thing that they were actually going to do. They were going to build... Uh, that... I. I want to say that was before they even opened DCA. They were going to open uh, their second park to be in Long Beach. Basically, like, we're just going to leave. Like, that's that was the attitude they were going to give. And that's when Anaheim was like, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll do what you need. Don't do anything too drastic. 
Um, That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also moving on, though, like, uh, they officially announced that Soarin' Around the World is going to open June 17th. Um, they showed, like, a little, like, minute preview of it. Uh, I have to say, like, the, you know, it does have, like, the great shots that, you know, you're used to with uh, Soarin' Over California. My one complaint is, like, you can hear the music on it, and, like, I know it's, like, uh, I know I'm being, like, a real, like, you know, baby about it, but to me, like, I heard the music, and I was, like, this isn't, this isn't Soarin'. No, like, to me, like, Soarin' is, like, you know, it's the trumpets and stuff, you know, that inspires, you know, the bum 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 Like, when you hear that, you feel, like, you just want to, like, look over and see a bald eagle looking back at you. <laughs> Yeah, just like America. <laughs> yeah, you're not, uh, you're not a baby. Because like, oh, right yeah. when I heard that song, I was like, why is the music all weird? Yeah, <laughs> it was my biggest complaint about the picture, or about, about the video. Speaking was the of music. the eagle, just pass it by, look at you, just like... <laughs> yeah, just eagle, eagle just salutes you, <laughs> and you're like... Da, 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 da. <laughs> I imagine that's your that's your dad on July 4th. Uh, every, every July 4th, that's George's dad, just... Flag waving behind him, listening to the music as he as he's sitting there holding his hand over his heart, looking at it. Bald eagle just lands on his shoulder, <laughs> and he just looks at the bald eagle and he goes, "I love America." A single tear comes down his face. God bless America. Uh, moving from that craziness. <laughs> so, um, they uh, Disney officially announced that we're getting. Uh, if you know us in the past, you know we hate these, but it's, uh, an in-park movie preview of, uh, Alice in Wonderland, uh, through, or Alice Through the Looking Glass. Um. Johnny Depp is in it, right? Yes. Uh, so they announced, now there's two, to me there's two things about this I don't like. <laughs> First of all, they announced that at Disney California Adventure, um, as they say, uh, the preview of Alice Through the Looking Glass will be presented in 3D with special in-theater effects at the Sunset Showcase Theater, formerly Crown Jewel Theater. Uh, guests at Disney's Hollywood Studios will get to see this advanced look at clips from the film as part of the One Man's Dream attraction. Alright, so, I just want to, right off the bat, never should there be a 3D movie, uh, like, you know, preview inside One Man's Dream. No, like, One Man's Dream should always be, like, what it is. It should always be Walt Disney stuff. And then, like, the vi like I think the video should change at the end. Like, if anything, it should show, like, you know, Walt Disney and his inspirations to create Disneyland and Disney World and then show, like, things that are happening now around the world with the parks. That would be a better thing. Like, yeah, I was thinking about, it, like, uh, you know, it'd be that same thing with, like, Michael Eisner back in the day, like, doing a thing. Uh, well, of course, it wouldn't be Michael Eisner anymore, but it would be, you know, like, Bob Iger talking about what's new, what's coming, and what is pushing Disney towards this stuff. Um, I, like, a movie preview, to me, is just worthless. And then at that, the second thing I wanted to bring up, um, which is the bigger thing. So, the Sunset Showcase Theater, um, for those of you that don't know... Uh, formerly Crown Jewel Theater. That is Muppet Vision. That's what that theater is. So when they announced it as Sunset Showcase Theater, and I checked on the Disney Parks blog, there were a few comments of people like, um, so is Muppet Vision not coming back? And I, it, was, it made me laugh because like they have, one of the bloggers officially, 
responded and said, at this time, Muppet Vision will not be returning to uh, the Sunset Showcase Theater. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> so we're, we're just going to keep going on with this whole thing of pretending like Muppet Vision it's, is still a thing. Yeah. You know what really annoys me is, I know we've said it before, but it's like, I don't like these previews mainly because it's a space eater at a space eater area anyway. I I, I think the last one we did yeah, was... Hunter hates space heaters. <laughs> <laughs> the last one we did was for Tomorrowland, and that was just spur of the moment. We were like, oh yeah, let's check it out. Oh yeah. What, uh, oh yeah, the movie Tomorrowland. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> if only the movie would have lived up to that. <laughs> Stop hating on my phones. Yeah, but hey man, shut up. <laughs> yeah, like we're we're unanimous here. We all do not like the idea of doing these doing these uh, you know in park previews. It's like it's worthless to me. I just call it lazy. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's that's what it, that's what it is. It's laziness. Like uh, it's just them being like, well, uh, you know, it's synergy, and you know, to me, synergy is like it's a bad word. That's what it really is. Synergy is them saying, oh. Why try when we can just tie everything in? Like, because that's what it is. I mean, test track being Tron track, like, that's what that is. Find, uh, the Living Seas becoming uh, the Seas with Nemo's and, Nemo and Friends, same thing. Um, yeah, I, I could keep listing things. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, moving on from that little bit of anger. So uh, they gave a new look at uh, Avatar, which, you know, as I said before, is... Officially, the land is called Pandora, the world of Avatar, which I think is a good name for it. It is. Because, like, I didn't like the idea of it being Avatar Land, and then there was a lot of talk of it being called, like, James James Cameron's Avatar, uh, world of Avatar, which I was like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, But uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar, makes more sense. Because, uh, like, for me, like, uh, you know, and we've talked at length before about, like, how we're not big fans of the movie, but... You know, Pandora is the world that you're on. And so, to me, it, it's kind of like the Cars Land thing. It's like, you can't sit there and be like, this isn't Radiator Springs, it's Cars Land. It's like, you're an idiot. It's Radiator Springs. That's what the RS on the Cadillac range means. Uh, you know, when they, when they first announced, I think I was fairly against it because, again, we didn't really like the film. Oh, we all were. Yeah, and see, and then... I, I will give them this though. Every single shot we've got since the announcement has done nothing but make me like, okay, I was wrong. I need to see this. And, and you know, like that's uh, to to kind of sidebar it or get off track. Like that's kind of how I feel with the like Kong ride that they're building in uh, Universal Orlando. Like I just keep hearing all these people like so excited, and then I'm sitting here. It's like Batman v Superman. Like <laughs> everyone's just like, don't cry, that. But then it's like no one's actually seeing the movie, so it's like who who thinks it's the greatest? Because you haven't you you haven't seen the movie. You're just sitting here saying Batman, Batman. But like, no, it's that thing. It's like you've got all this hype for Kong, and then to me, like I'm just sitting here like I just want to see it be good. And if it's like you know, like I heard people. Like, I know, like, one of George's co-workers told me that the uh, Fast and Furious part of the new tram tour at Universal Hollywood is, like, the coolest thing ever. You're an idiot if you think that. <laughs> that is the stupidest thing ever made. Like, we've all watched it. It's garbage. And the Kong thing, like, every time I see stuff for it, I'm just like, nothing impresses me about it. Uh, but I guess it's also that thing, too, like, I know you're probably, anyone listening is like, you're just a hater, that's why. But, like... 
Well, I've said before, I love uh, I love the Simpsons area. I love the um, the entirety of the London area. I love the especially the Harry Potter. But then, like, it's also that thing where it's like Gringotts was a bad ride, like just flat up bad ride. Um, Hogwarts Express could have been good. Uh, I will say, good ride, awful presentation. Because, like, the whole presentation is good. Even I can even go with the whole, like, you know, nine and three quarters thing, how you don't actually go through there. You just see people going through it. And then you, when you get up to it, it's just a wall. Like, you don't even understand what you're walking through. But when the, when the train backed up, that was the worst show I've ever seen for something. That, that one is a prime example of something that, could, that just did not live up to the potential it had. Yeah. You, you know, and you're like... Eh. And, and all it needed to do was be a circuit. Yeah. It just needed to turn around. I don't care if it's a giant oval, you know? But I guess I will say the one thing I can give them on that is that, you know, this being universal storytelling, they, in their mind, they were like, well, you can't look out the windows anyway, so why does it matter? And it's like, yeah, you're right, because you didn't trust you didn't trust yourself to build, you know, the London, like, you know, areas so that we can see it as we're heading to Hogsmeade. Instead, you just put a bunch of screens and we're like, well, that's it. That's all you get. Or the terrible Hermione, uh, betrayal. Yeah. Harry! I was like, no. <laughs> no, girl. I, I also want to say, like, uh, one of my, like, uh, favorite things, like, of all time is Jurassic Park, of course. And Jurassic World. But, like, the Jurassic Park area at Universal Orlando, to me, like, spectacular. Especially, like, the uh, where the restaurant is. The fact that they did it up as, like, the, uh, the welcome center from the movie. To me, every time I go there, I'm just like, I'm here. I'm just waiting for John Hammond to be standing there. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> I sing, I sing that all the time, too. Uh, my daughter sometimes, she'll hum that. <laughs> um, moving, moving on to uh, better Star Wars news. Force for Change. They announced that uh, for uh, May the 4th and all that, they're going to be doing some special stuff. I, I will say, um, I didn't bother to like write down the stuff that's, that uh, Disney Parks are doing for May the 4th because like, it sounded stupid. Um, yeah, they're going to be... They're going to be having a special screening of the fan-favorite episode of Star Wars Rebels, in, you know, at Tomorrowland and Disneyland, and I was just like, who cares? <laughs> like, I read that, I was like, no one cares, I don't even bro. watch that show. Yeah, but they did say that there's going to be special merchandise, which I assume. They haven't shown any of it off yet. I want to see, I, you know, when you're talking about, like, the special thing, I thought you were going to talk about, like, Rogue One. Like a trailer or a sync preview, but when you said about the other thing, I was like, oh man. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars Rebels, you're just like, I don't care. I don't need to see that. Yeah, exactly. You hear, you hear a special screen, and you're like, oh? I was just like that. I was like, oh, Star Wars Rebels, oh. Yeah. Um, but uh, th this is a good thing. So for Force for Change, they have a new shirt coming out for Rogue One, uh, which is funny that you guys mentioned it. But uh, they announced that 25% of the retail sale price. Uh, it's going to be donated to the U.S. Fund for UNICEF in support of UNICEF Kid Power. Uni uh, UNICEF Kid Power gives kids the power to save lives by getting active with the UNICEF Kid Power Band. Kids can go on missions, earn points, uh, and unlock therapeutic food packets to severely malnourished children around the world. 
So they announced that uh, the locations are going to be at Disneyland, at the Star Trader, and Star Wars Launch Bay, Downtown Disney, D Street, uh, or Downtown Disney's D Street and World of Disney. And at Disney World, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, you've got Tatooine Traders and Star Wars Launch Bay, not Watto's Grotto, because Watto's Grotto is gone. Hmm. But, uh... Disney Springs, the Star Wars Galactic Post, which is their D Street, by the way, and Once Upon a Toy, and Magic Kingdom, Merchants of Venus. Uh, and, of course, you can use the Disney Parks app uh, to uh, uh, purchase... Or what? Oh, no, it says specifically you cannot purchase it online. But you can use the Disney Parks mobile app uh, to find it in the stores. So this is a picture of the shirt. So it looks like the one for uh, Force Awakens, but... You know, I, I think the, like, Force for Change in general is just, like, a great thing. Yeah. It, it, it makes me want to buy these shirts, honestly. And it's just oh, a see that? shirt. That's the only thing making Hunter want to help people, is the shirt. Yes. That's a lot, Hunter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Best>. so stupid. <laughs> Alright, so, here to our huge, huge news that came out in the last couple weeks. Um, so they announced, Tokyo Disneyland announced their expansion. Uh, and this is going to be going through to uh, 2020 is when it's going to finish. So Tokyo Disneyland will expand its fantasy land to include a new area inspired by the Beauty and the Beast film. Uh, including a themed attraction, shop, and restaurant. So like they had already showed pictures and they showed it again on the Parks blog when they announced this. Of uh, basically like, you know, it's going to look like the Be Our Guest restaurant. Um, which, you know, it's a great restaurant. Um... Now, what they showed off, though, in this new announcement is the actual Beauty and the Beast attraction. And this is where it just goes insane. So, uh, the yet-to-be-named attraction will allow guests to board enchanted dishes that dance in rhythm uh, to the film's music. Guests will enjoy, uh, or will journey into Beast Castle just in time to break the spell that will help Bill make Beast human again. The park's fantasy land will also get a dedicated indoor theater for future live performances. Now, the picture of this ride, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I understood immediately. Like, uh, you guys recall the, um, you know, Mystic Manor. Mm -hmm. So, this looks a lot like uh, one of the scenes in it. So, it's obviously going to be, um, you know, trackless. Because, like, Tokyo Disneyland's big on trackless anyway. But it shows you sitting inside a teacup that appears to be trackless while they're doing the Be Our Guest number like obviously it'll be animatronics <laughs> if this was universal it'd be a screen but uh <laughs> it'll be animatronics but you're just like looking at this image just like this is insanity like why do we not have this this is spectacular and I'm willing to bet that this was part of New Fantasyland for Disney World and they didn't do it because they were like it's gonna cost too much <laughs> Um, my one thing that I will say, though, is, like, having the Be Our Guest restaurant and this is kind of confusing. Because it's the same thing. Because Be Our Guest restaurant is in the same place, but whatever. Like, I'm willing to forego the logic of it, because this looks spectacular. Yes. Um, now, uh, going back, um, so the other addition uh, at Dis uh, Tokyo Disneyland will include an attraction inspired by the film Big Hero 6 for Tomorrowland. In it, the lovable robot Baymax will invite guests to join their own personal healthcare companion on a musical whip ride that swings them around and around. So, as Hunter uh, pointed out off mic, 
it's very obvious that this is the Mater, like, it's the Mater ride. But, like, it's Baymax, and it's uh, Big Hero 6, like, just once again, it's just like, why are we, why do we not get these things? Like, Jerks. what, we just get gypped on everything. <laughs> and, like, um, then, like, they have, like, more announcements of, like, uh, themed areas, but uh, one of the other ones is that they're gonna have a new Soarin', uh, or, well, it's gonna be Soarin' around the world, so it's the same attraction, but, uh, they're theming of it because it's on uh, the Mediterranean like uh, harbor in Tokyo Disney Sea. The theming they show of it is uh, instead of you uh, your like um, you know hang glider, they made theirs look kind of like uh, I know this is a bad reference, but it's like <laughs> uh, like in Wild Wild West, the uh, Artemis <laughs> Gordon like yeah his like flying contraption. That's what it looks like. Right? Yeah. It looks cool, though. But, yeah, that's the thing is, like, what annoys me is I see this and I'm like, why is theirs, like, separately themed? Like, what? Like, because we're all going to have the same movie, but theirs is going to be a separate theming. That's not fair. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I still, like, I'm strong, like, so this is this is where we're going to get on the soapbox as it was. <laughs> so, with this... Why are we so jealous of what Tokyo Disneyland gets? Because, like, Tokyo Disneyland has the Oriental Land Company that backs them. So the whole thing is that their attitude, is, like, like I said earlier, is great theming and great attractions. So they're willing to put the, their money where their mouth is. And every time they allow these amazing attractions, like the Monsters, Inc. hide-and-go, uh, hide-and-go, uh, seek, or hide-and-go boo, or whatever they call it, um, the Pooh's Honey Hunt, like, you just see, like, all these spectacular attractions, and, like, we just finally got our first, um, you know, uh, trackless attraction with the Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters, but it's like, dude, like, why are we so far behind? Like, it doesn't make sense. I think you, you said it exactly when you started. This company that backs them, they're not worried about this whole risk versus reward thing. They're like, like, it sounds like a great idea. Do it. Here, you know, tell us how yeah. much you need for it. Actually, one thing specifically I want to point out too is like uh, another thing. Like, um, I'm not, sh- I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not sure if any of you have watched it, but so they have, uh, they have the um, Enchanted Tiki Room there. However, when the whole thing of like retheming it came out, so uh, Disney World very famously did uh, Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, which is awful, <laughs> the worst oh, thing really? ever made. Um, but then, on the other side, oh, and let me mention too, we also get Stitch's Great Escape, which is an awful ride. No one stands in line for it. No one cares to go on it. They don't even sell the merchandise of Stitch at the exit of it. It's all Star Wars, so it's like, there's no reason for it to be there. It should still be Alien Encounter. I saw more people buying Alien Encounter merchandise than Stitch merchandise leaving that. But... Then you go over to Tokyo Disneyland, where they have Enchanted Tiki Room with Stitch. And the biggest difference, though, is that they have this, like, spectacular animatronic of Stitch, but people love this ride. Because they're like, the thing is, is that it's not a bad ride. It's a great ride with Stitch in it. And it's like, even they even know how to do that better. It sounds to me like it might... It sounds like they kind of did it like how they did for the commercials of the movie, where he's just entering stuff and doing haphazard crazy things while everybody else is like what are you doing 
I, I think it's just that it's that thing. It's you know, like Tiki uh, Tiki Room under new management. Like the biggest thing was that they wanted to add Zazu and Iago because those were new characters, and they uh, they just decided they were like throw them in there basically, and then you get a bad attraction. Mm-hmm. Stitch's Great Escape. They were worried because. Oh, parents are complaining about uh, Alien Encounter. So they threw Stitch in there and made a crappy ride. Like, that's the thing. And then, uh, one thing I do want to point out, though, specifically about this whole thing is that the key things that people are noticing, um, well, the major, the biggest major thing is that one one thing that's not in here at all is Star Wars. Star Wars is completely left out of here. And that's considering that we know that Star Wars Land is coming to both sides and we know that uh, in this that Disney Imagineering had to have shocked them the Star Wars stuff but um, it's that thing it's like they passed on it so like to me I'm wondering like where are they at with the Star Wars rides like uh, you know because it's kind of scary it's like so what does that mean does that mean that they weren't impressed with it or does it mean that they just didn't uh, like the idea of like doing more I'm hoping that maybe, maybe it's just because with all this, like, expansion stuff, they're like, I think we've got enough for right now. That's what uh, I'm hoping. The one is. thing I will give is with the Fantasyland stuff, they had already announced the Fantasyland stuff. And when they had originally announced it, they were pushing really big on the Arendelle Frozen stuff. Uh, so, like, you know, it's, it's funny that now they're bringing up this Beauty and the Beast ride. Um, but, I don't know, it's that, it's that thing I'm like, I don't know... I want, I'm wondering, too, if it's at the, you know, because, like, Star Wars Land, one of the biggest things that we've even mentioned multiple times is, so what's up with Star Tours? Because Star Tours is definitely not leaving Tomorrowland. Yeah. So it's like you're going to have Star Tours over there and Star Wars Land on the other side. And I wonder if, like, that might have been their reaction. Is they're like, it doesn't make sense to have two different things, like, random. Um, my other thing I wanted to point out, uh, too, is that uh, I know, like, I had read, like, when Cars Land happened, they loved it, and they specifically loved the movie Cars. Um, so, like, there was a lot of talk that they were going to get Cars Land, but you can see that Cars Land is not part of this. So mm-hmm. it's like, did they decide to, like, go against Cars Land now? Like, because there was a whole thing that they were going to basically gut their uh, River of America and just turn that into Cars Land. But, like, it's pretty obvious now that that seems to be off the table. Mm-hmm. I think it's that thing, though, that they want to do new things. They, they're like, oh, you know, it'd be great to have Cars Land, but why? They already have Cars Land. It sounds to me like they're, they're sitting here and they're like, they're like, why do that when we can try to push the boundaries and just do something ridiculous? I mean, that's how we get stuff like Mystic Manor, you know? Yeah. And, you know, Mystic Manor, like... What I love about Mystic Manor is Mystic Manor, if you don't know, like, the history of it, it comes out of, like, a whole thing where, um... So, like, in Chinese culture, they don't they do, not do like, haunted stuff the way we do. Because, uh, you know, to them, like, uh, spirits... They, they believe hardcore in spirits and stuff, but they don't believe that they're, um, you know, evil. They believe that, like, spirits are more like, you know, it's your ancestors watching over you. So, um, it would be disrespectful to build... A haunted mansion because it would be like oh your ancestors are evil but um <laughs> like uh so they decided they were like well how do we keep the same idea but like do something different and that's how mystic manor comes around because they're like oh what if it's an enchanted thing what if it's not actually that they're ghosts but everything's like enchanted uh and i'm just like man like spectacular you get that crazy crazy awesome monkey who goes in and put the damper on everything 
it's it's that thing. Like I can't help but I look at like the parks that we have internationally, and I'm like, why why don't we get these things? Like I um so like one thing I, I strongly urge anyone to watch. Um, there's this guy. Uh, he does Martin's videos. It's on YouTube. Uh, he, he calls them Martin's videos. He painstakingly creates these uh, YouTube videos of ride-through attractions, but with the history of them. So they're like hour long and stuff. And he gives you like a full view of it, and it's spectacular. Like it's so good. Like you have to watch these. Like the first one I watched was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in uh, Disneyland Paris, and it's so good. Like he goes over like the whole aspect of it, and you're just like, I just want to go there now. Or like I was just watching one on. Uh, it was uh, which one was it? Oh, it's a. Uh, the backlot tour from uh, Disney Hollywood Studios when they originally opened as Disney MGM Studios. And this thing was amazing. Like, there's, their backlot studio tour was definitely better than any studio tour I've ever seen. Because, like, it was all through the process. Like, at the end of the backlot tour, you would be released, and they had, like, a restroom and, like, a snack bar. And then uh, it was on your own pace. You had to walk back through... But you would walk through like sound stages where they would show you sound editing and editing and like uh, the whole process. And then you would get to go uh, into a soundproof like booth at the very top of the sound stages and you could see them filming uh, shows, which like very famously was like almost always Mickey Mouse Club with Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling. <laughs> like, uh, it, I just see like. My, my biggest thing, like, I was thinking about this the other day, is that Disney, when it really comes down to it, like, I feel like they just, like, they lost what makes them special. Because it's, like, their whole attitude is about money. And it's, like, they need to have more of the attitude that Marvel Studios has, which is making things great. Because, like, look at Marvel Studios. And, like, of course, like, the biggest thing... I was just in an argument on Facebook about Batman v Superman against Civil War. And I'm like, the thing is, is Civil War built up to it. And they were willing to put in the time to get to it. And then, like, and I've heard a few people online say the same thing. Batman v Superman is so obviously made for the money. And that's the biggest problem with it is that you don't feel any connection to anything happening because it just doesn't matter. Like, Marvel Civil War, you watch the trailer and you're, like, split on yourself. Just, like, who's right, though? Is it Tony Stark or is it Steve Rogers? Like... These are two characters you love fighting each other, and you're just like, well, I don't know who to choose. Like, Batman v Superman, you already had Man of Steel, but even with a new Batman, you were like, well, I agree with Batman, because Superman sucks. <laughs> Superman does suck. He was barely in his own movie. Uh, now, honestly, what it sounds like you're saying, it, and if it's what you are saying, I agree with it, it sounds like Disney's uh, like part of it needs to like, go up to the stockholder people and just kind of give them a little shove and be like, listen... If you give us the opportunity to do this stuff and not worry about the money for just a little bit, we can build it up into something crazier than we ever could dream. You know, and I, I will give them, like, my one caveat to my own statement is Star Wars Land, very obviously, is them putting their money where their mouth is, where they're like, we're doubling down on Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And that's considering that they were, they were worried about doing Seven, because they're like, oh, you know, what if people don't like it? And then, like, of course, we talked about it on the podcast that, you know, a month before the movie came out, when Bob Iger watched the movie, he officially greenlit the sequel, just based on how good he thought 
you know, Force Awakens was. But, like, that's the thing is it's like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's still, it's still synergy. Like, and, and it's like, I want to see things, like, I want to see things like the Beauty and the Beast, right? I don't want to, and then, like, I, I know I've complained at length before, but, like, the Star Wars land, I don't want it to be the same on both coasts. I don't want it to be where I see it here, and I'm just like, well, I don't have to see it there because it's the same thing. That's why, like, the one the one good thing about Avatar is that Avatar is only there. Right. That's the only place you can see Avatar. Look, look at even, like, Wizarding World. Even Wizarding World, like, my friends have said to me, like, they're like, oh, you know, I heard that it just opened in Hollywood, and I'm like, you have to see the one in Florida because it has two lands, and they're like, yeah, I don't care. They're yeah. like, I'll just go see it here because it's closer. And I'm like, you don't want that attitude. You don't want people to be like, eh, whatever, I'll just go here. Why spend the money when I can just see it closer to me? Um, well, no, what was I going to say? Oh, well, with Star Wars, like, they could have easily, they could easily fix it by just introducing maybe one attraction or something like that that's just for that one area, you know? I know it sounds crazy, but I would, like, make a pod racers ride or something and then have it stay in Disneyland and be like, you can see it here. And then at the same time, have you, you know, like I, I can actually agree to that. The pod racer one, if they use the technology that they're talking about with the Millennium Falcon ride, you could do pod racing the same way, where it's you in the driver's seat taking it on. But at the same time, like, I also think the whole idea of, like, being, like, that interactive, it doesn't matter. Right. It's, like, it's just a virtual ride at that point. But, um, of course, like, I, you know... I'm willing to be wrong. Uh, I'm sure they'll prove me wrong, but as of right now, like that's what I see it. I see Star Wars. It's gonna be carbon copy on both sides, and you're not gonna care. Like you're just gonna be like, okay, well I can go see it there, or I can just see it here. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. Because right now, though, the way it's being put, it's like, well, I've got an annual pass to Disneyland. So if it's going to be the same anyway, I've got it here. Oh, I also wanted to say a negative, another negative rumor I heard is that DCA might actually be getting uh, the Marvel Land that uh, we were hearing about, but that basically they want to do it for cost, and that what they're talking about doing is building, as they put it, a Captain America shuttle coaster. Which I was just like, a, sh- a shuttle loop coaster makes no sense. Like, it's not Six Flags. It's, it's not Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. That's stupid. Um, and, and to be like, oh, well, it's a Captain America coaster. It's like, you're not you're not giving a crap then. Like, if you do it that way, you just don't care. Um, and of course, we've talked at length about a Marvel land. And then, like, the biggest problem to me is that it goes back to that same thing where the rumor is coming back that... They're going to change our Tower of Terror to be Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'm like, why do they think that Tower of Terror is a good Guardians of the Galaxy idea? That is the stupidest thing I've heard. We've talked about this before. You can't really just... I would rather you... Yeah, I would (laughs) rather you tear it down than, than just put Guardians of the Galaxy as an overlay. It doesn't even make sense. I'm pretty sure a lot of people would officially jump to your side of thinking if that was the case. They'd probably be like, we'll just tear it down and build something original. Then. Yeah, because it, it just doesn't make sense. And then, like, that's the thing is, I'm like, don't do Marvel. Don't do Marvel at cost. Don't do it just to throw it in there. Because then it's going to be the same as the Marvel Superhero Island at uh, Universal Orlando. 
It's just going to be a waste of time. Treat it like you're treating Star Wars right now. Be like, you know what? We know what we've got here. And, and you know, like, the, the smallest thing I can think of right now, actually, because, like, we all know um, they had announced for um, Hong Kong that they're going to get, uh, like, an Iron Man experience ride, where it's basically Star Tours, and you're with Iron Man. They could do that to Star Tours now, like... That that's an easy thing they could do to do, uh, you know, to bring right. Marvel into Disneyland. They could just turn Star Tours into that because then and then like it would be upsetting because I love Star Tours, <laughs> but I fully admit that I would be upset to see Star Wars gone. But it would be like if they want to do easy, that's an easier way to bring Marvel in and not have to not have to basically you know cut down like the substance. Right. Like you still get the you still get the quality if it, if they do that because you know they're already planning the Iron Man one in Hong Kong so it's all they have to do is bring it here kind of like what they did with the Soren they just have to bring it there uh, and it would be the easiest way to do it yeah and I don't see them doing that because they're idiots but Guardians of the Galaxy Tower <laughs> I guess Guardians of the Tower Guardians of the Tower <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I hate to end on a negative note like that, but that's so stupid. <laughs> but, um, you know, I guess to circle back, the one, our one caveat to this whole discussion is, of course, like, yes, these things are amazing that we're getting at Tokyo. But at the same time, Star, Star Wars Land, by far, like, uh, from the little they've shown, is going to be spectacular. Yes. Avatar is going to be spectacular. Um, whatever uh, they decide to do with Epcot... I'm sure will be great. I mean, even the stuff I've seen for the for you know their um, you know Arendelle Pavilion, which is it's the Norway Pavilion, just like now it's gonna be all Frozen themed. Even that looks good. So it's like we're not really losing out, but it's like uh, you know you can't help but see these and be like, but I'm just getting a carbon copy. <laughs> I feel like Woody having uh, laser envy in, in Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> It's just oh yeah, that's it. I, I forgot to mention that too. We're getting the Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios. Like, you know, we we do have great things coming. It's just, you know, we can't help but be envious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, we want to thank you guys, like always, for listening. Um, like I've said in the past, we we see our downloads getting higher, and we want to thank you guys for listening. Yeah, Hopefully. Yeah. You're enjoying it and uh, <laughs> listening to the rest, maybe uh, letting other or telling other people to listen in, um, which we thank you. Uh, of course, you can subscribe to us or follow. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on uh, Spreaker. Um, you can follow me on any social media. I'm Geo Disney. That's G I O Disney. You can follow Hunter. You can follow me on Instagram, the Disney Guy Two Four, or on Twitter, Hunter Three G ATM. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, J182. And uh, we want to thank, of course, Dave for being a listener and uh, Bob Iger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's so stupid. But uh, thank you, Dave, and uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, we also want to let you know, like we said in the beginning, this is the last episode, regular episode of this season. So uh, our season one uh, spectacular finale will be next week with more explosions more plot twists uh, than ever before. <laughs> George is looking around like, I have never, we've never had that before. It'll make Michael Bay jealous. Yes. <laughs> um, 
No, but uh, we're we're planning uh, we're planning to have like a you know a season finale for you guys. Uh, so expect that next week. And then afterwards, we're gonna uh, go off the air for a couple weeks. Uh, but we'll come back with season two, and uh, hopefully a whole new cast. No. <laughs> we're just gonna retool. <laughs> Just everything, every aspect of this. It's like we talk British now. Yeah, yeah. We should do this British style. No more seasons. Series, <laughs> series one is finished. No, but uh, once again, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you again next week. See ya. Hey, see you later. Adios. Catch up to serve. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing. They can dance. After all, miss, this is France. And a dinner here is never second best. Go on, unfold your menu, take a glance, and then you'll be our guest. We our guest, be our guest. Beef ragout, cheese souffle, pie and pudding on flambé. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. You're alone and you're scared, but the banquet's all prepared. No one's gloomy or.